Welcome to Florida In-Depth with the Tampa Bay Times, produced by the Department of Journalism and Digital Communication at the University of South Florida. Here is your host, Professor Elliot Weiser. Welcome back to another episode of Florida In-Depth with the Tampa Bay Times. We're going to take a deep dive into the new stadium deal for the Tampa Bay Rays. In our last episode, we discussed the role St. Petersburg Mayor Ken Welch played in making the deal happen. Now, in this episode, we turn to the company that was selected to develop the project, the Heinz Group, along with its partner, the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Times reporter Rebecca Leibson is on the real estate beat and has written about the Heinz Group and joins us to discuss more about the company that, if the funding comes through, will literally alter the landscape of the area known as the Gas Plant District. Rebecca, welcome. Hi, it's good to be here. Well, we're glad you're here. So let's let's start right in. I mean, the obvious question is, who is the Heinz Group? So Heinz is a global real estate firm. Uh, they're based out of Houston. Um, it's actually a family-owned company. It was founded in 1957, and they do everything related to real estate from investment management, so taking people's money and helping them find real estate assets to invest in, to development, which is actually building properties from the ground up like they'll be doing for the Rays and the city of St. Pete. So this is not a small startup group? Definitely not. Definitely not. They have tons of experience on on big projects. Okay. So exactly what will the Heinz Group be doing with this project? So Heinz is going to be partnering with the Tampa Bay Rays to redevelop 86 acres surrounding the current site of Tropicana Field. Um, They submitted a proposal um, as part of this competitive bidding process that the city put out, and they were chosen over three other teams that had put their hats in the ring. Um, And this is going to be a massive project. It will span two or three decades. So it's not just a new ballpark. Um, They're basically building a whole new neighborhood right in the heart of downtown. They're going to start with the stadium and some ancillary things like parking and everything, and then the next phase will be everything else. Mm -hmm. Yes. So why do you think the Heinz Group was selected over the other groups? So the city had a ton of different criteria, including sort of the um, community-minded aspects of this project, um, adding housing, adding entertainment. Um, And I'm sure that Mayor Welch would say that Heinz was the team that best fit that criteria. But I think it's also pretty clear that Heinz partnership with the Rays gave them a competitive advantage. I mean, the city wanted to keep the team here. Um, And if they chose another bid that didn't have the Rays official seal of approval, then I'm sure that the team would have been much more inclined to move elsewhere. Yeah, I'm interested in the relationship between the Rays and the Heinz group, because really the Rays could have partnered with anyone. So what's that relationship like between the Rays, Tampa Bay Rays, and the Heinz group? So the Rays and Heinz have been working together for pretty much as long as the Rays have been searching for a new stadium, which that long. <laughs> is a long time, a long time, nearly 15 years um, they've been working together. So Matt Silverman, which is um, the Rays co-president, he um, had some old business partners from his time working in finance um, that had ties to Heinz. So that's really where the connection got started. Um, Then in 2008, there was an initial um, RFP request for proposals to redo the TROP, um, and they teamed up on that. 
That proposal didn't end up getting chosen, actually, um, but they maintained the connection. Um, and now, anytime that the Rays have been um, thinking of building a new stadium, Heinz has been involved in some capacity. Even when there was that idea that was tossed around about them playing half the season in Canada, Heinz was was consulting on that. So oh, they were part of that as well. Yeah, they've really been there either as a partner or just a consultant pretty much in every iteration of, of the new stadium. I'm sure a lot of the listeners are going to ask the question, has the Heinz Group ever been involved in a project this big? Yeah. So, I mean, Heinz is a huge company um, and they definitely have experience working on projects that are both expensive and expansive. I mean, spanning acres and acres. Um, So one of their big projects right now is they're working on this massive urban redevelopment in Milan on the site of a former rail yard, and that's going to cost something like 1.5 billion euros. So, um, I mean, they they do have a uh, background in these sort of um, urban redevelopment projects. Um, but this project with the Rays is coming in at 6.5 billion. So um, it's definitely a, a step up. Um, so this is going to be their greatest endeavor yet, for sure. Um, it's also probably the biggest sports-related project they've done. They have some um, experience building stadiums for a few universities. Um, they did Petco Park, um, where the San Diego Padres play. But they haven't done anything of this sort of mixed-use uh, design that also incorporates sports. So it will be interesting to see. Yeah, I think the best example of what we're talking about, if you go up to Atlanta where the Braves are playing, they did this wonderful mixed use. And now everyone in baseball points to that as the nirvana of uh, of development. And we should just point out of that $5.6 of the total project, the stadium itself is $1.2 billion. So there's a lot more money going into everything other than the stadium in this deal. Now, in our previous episode, we talked about Mayor Ken Welch's desire to honor the Black Historic District known as the Gas Plant District. How did the, how's the Heinz Group going to do that? Um, so through the process, Heinz and the Rays have said that they've been working with former gas plant residents and just leaders in the Black community at large to make sure that their voices are being heard. Um, some of the things they've come up with are they're going to incorporate sort of historic mementos and art um, there's going to be a new connection to the St. P. African-American Heritage Trail on the site. Um, it will be they'll build a new home for the Woodson African-American History Museum. But probably the biggest thing um, they're doing is they're aiming to have at least 20 percent participation from minority and women owned businesses. So really uh, kind of that giving back to the community in an economic sense, sort of sh- spreading the wealth and make sure that making sure that the black community is benefiting from that. Let's stop here for a moment and take a quick break. We will be right back. Never miss the news that matters. The Tampa Bay Times has the Bay Area's largest newsroom and is your source for reliable reporting. With 14 Pulitzer Prizes recognizing its commitment to the community through high-quality journalism, the Times provides the news you need from the source you can trust. Find local stories, investigative reports, things to do, updates on Florida politics, and more. In print on Wednesdays and Sundays and 24-7 at TampaBay.com. If you work in the media, communications, or marketing industry, this message is for you. 
Take your career to the next level by getting your master's degree from one of the top journalism programs in the Southeast. The journalism department at the University of South Florida, St. Petersburg, is offering a master's degree in digital journalism and design. And the best thing about it, you can do the entire program from home. This online curriculum can be completed in as little as one year. The program is professionally accredited and provides students with an informative and practical education taught by well-respected professionals and academics. The cost is reasonable. The experience is invaluable. For more information, please call 727-873-4881. That's 727-873-4881 or go to www.usf.com. Dot edu slash journalism. And now, back to Florida In-Depth with the Tampa Bay Times. Welcome back. We are talking with Tampa Bay Times real estate beat reporter Rebecca Liebson. Rebecca, back in 2020, the city was discussing a plan for redevelopment that incorporated the history of the gas plant district. Why didn't the Heinz Group bid on that project? Yeah, so I think this really speaks to Heinz's strong relationship with the Rays. Um, so Michael Harrison, who's a senior managing director for Heinz and and one of their point people in Florida, um, said that he called the Rays as soon as the city put out this plan. Um, and the Rays supposedly told him that the city didn't consult with the team um, before putting out this request for a proposal. Um, and that there was no land set aside in the deal for a new stadium. So the Rays really wanted no part of it. Um, and Harrison said that if the Rays weren't going to be involved, then it was a waste of Heinz time. So they took a step back on that. I did not realize, and I think a lot of our listeners didn't realize how close Heinz Group is with the Rays. So that that's that's interesting. So for this new deal... There's a lot of affordable housing as well as senior housing that is planned to be built in the area. And Harrison, who you just mentioned, uh, stated in one of your articles that, quote, this will give residents who are forced out of the gas plant neighborhood the opportunity to return. So how has this plan been received by the general public? Mm -hmm. So right now, the plan calls for 1,200 units of affordable and workforce housing. So that basically means this is going to be housing that's targeted at people who make less than the average income for the St. Pete area. Um, Now, half of those units are going to be on the 86-acre site, and half will be scattered across the city. Um, And to be clear, this is a significant uh, number of affordable housing units. Usually, uh, when affordable or workforce housing gets built, it's maybe 10 units at a time, 100 units if you're lucky. Um, So a lot of people are applauding this step, um, especially because there is such a dire need uh, for affordable housing in the city right now. So really, any new units we can get online are a step in the right direction. Um, But of course, there are some critics as well. Um, Some people say that the income levels they're targeting for this project are not low enough. Um, So the city's poorest residents won't really be able to benefit Um, And others are saying that uh, the number of units they've proposed is really nothing considering how much money the city and county are pouring into this project, that if they just took their contribution um, and built housing with that on their own, then they could deliver way more. 
And if you live in St. Petersburg for any period of time, you can or work in St. Petersburg, you realize the dire need for affordable housing in the city. So hopefully this will address some of it, and hopefully there'll be more than just this project. That's that's my editorial opinion. Let's move on. So you spent time writing about the Heinz Group. What's your biggest question when it comes to the company and its role in this project? So to be clear, I do think that Heinz um, is qualified to do this project, uh, especially uh, compared to some of the other developers that had put their hat in the ring um, in bidding on this. Um, Heinz has the background and the expertise that they need to be successful. Um, What I will be curious to see is how they're going to navigate the economic challenges that are sort of beyond their control. Uh, Right now, it's very difficult for developers to get financing. Interest rates are higher than they've been in some time, and banks and investors are really becoming more conservative. So on top of that, there's also persistent labor shortages and high material costs that are just making construction a lot more expensive. So really anyone building anything right now is going to face some major hurdles. Um, But we're talking about a massive, massive project. Um, So it will definitely be interesting to see how they overcome that. And when we talk about a massive project, I I think the one thing you can look at is up in Atlanta where the Braves uh, built a stadium and did a major redevelopment area. It'll be interesting to see how much the Heinz Group and the Rays look at that and how much is modeled after that, although that project did not include affordable housing. So what when it comes to the Heinz Group, what happens next? So right now, there's sort of a preliminary framework on the table, but before anything can move forward, uh, the St. Petersburg City Council and the Pinellas County Commission are going to have to vote to approve it. Uh, that probably won't happen until sometime next year. And that'll be a topic in our next episode, by the way. Uh, Let me ask you, if you were going to do a follow-up story, which I know you're going to do, you're going to do several follow-up stories because you're not going to just let this go. If you're going to do a follow-up story in the Heinz Group and this project, what would you be looking at? And I know you don't want to give away all the state secrets, but give us a preview of what you're going to be looking at. Yeah, so I think I'm going to be watching to see if Heinz can deliver on what it's promised or if it's going to have to scale back what's been proposed over time. Um, I'll also be tracking the budget for this project um, because, like I said before, there are a lot of economic challenges that Heinz is facing right now. So can they make the finances work um, and will they have to make sacrifices in order to pay for their part of this deal? Rebecca, great talking with you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. In our next episode, we will talk about the impact of the new stadium on the team itself. Uh, We will be joined by the person who covers the race for the Tampa Bay Times, Mark Tompkin. And if you would, please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on your podcast platform. And we would appreciate you telling your friends and family about the podcast. New episodes drop every Monday. So until then, I'm Professor Elliot Weiser. Thank you for listening to Florida In-Depth with the Tampa Bay Times. The podcast is produced by the Department of Journalism and Digital Communication at the University of South Florida, St. Petersburg. Executive producers are Elliot Weiser and Carolyn Fox. Our director is Christopher Campbell. Producers are Michael Van Sickler, Jenna Duncan, Kelsey Foresta, Jordan Kalasian, and Alex Logue. Production assistant is Laura Hughes. And a special thank you to Mark Katches at the Tampa Bay Times. And at USF St. Petersburg, thank you to Dr. Mark Walters and Dr. Casey Frechette. 
Until next time, I'm Elliot Weiser.